0: Manna or Meatloaf, episode 32, Mission Happy. Hello, hello. I'm feeling happy today. And that's a bit of a surprise considering the week that I've had. It wasn't it wasn't all that great. It was kind of crummy. But all week long, I've been thinking about this podcast and practicing what I'd like to share today. And you know what? It may end up being the one I'm absolutely looking most forward to because, well, it just makes me happy. So how many times have you heard the phrase, find joy in the journey? Well, my friends, the journey through these days is definitely not for the faint of heart. Am I right? While I really like the application of that phrase, finding joy in the journey, and appreciate looking for the positive and making the best of things, if I look at it through the lens of making my experiences instead of reacting to them, it can also, in my mind anyway, represent a more passive approach to walking along this path of life, kind of like hoping that we can just luckily or haphazardly look down and find it along the road we're traveling on and throw it in our knapsacks, you know what I mean? While I highly, highly recommend finding joy in the journey by looking at the bright side of life, I'm also all about being more proactive and making it when it's sometimes hard to find. You don't have to be a philosophic expert to understand that we are in control of our emotions. Our emotions are not in control of us, no matter how it feels sometimes. If you need scientific evidence of this, re-listen to my episode titled Tune In. It's simple. We can make our own happy by making choices that increase our ability to feel the emotion of joy. Elder Ulysses Suarez of the Seventy taught, quote, Happiness is determined by habits, behaviors, and thought patterns that we can directly address with intentional action. Happiness is more than just a good mood or a carefree life. It's a way of thinking and living that we can control. General mood levels are certainly affected by genetics and our upbringing, but our personal choices play a significant role. In short, happiness is a choice that anyone can make. Don't you love that? For example, I'm just going to give you one. The other day, it was stormy outside. The skies were gray. It wasn't very pretty. I just returned from a long day of work doing aesthetic procedures, and it was cold. It was really cold. And it was 5 p.m., so you know what it looks like with daylight savings. It was already turning dark. Now, I love working with our patients, of course, but I was just kind of feeling flat. And despite the to-do list and the dogs that had been patiently waiting for me to get home, all I really wanted to do was plop myself down in front of the TV. One thing I know about myself is that to keep my vibrations and attitudes high these days, I simply can't watch anything that isn't uplifting, for me anyway, and it's just kind of hard to find anything, even on Dish and its 330 channels, that is. So I allowed myself the time to indulge in the Hallmark Channel. (laughs) Yes, it can sometimes be cheesy, and yes, maybe sometimes the storylines resemble one another, but it's happy. Come on, you guys, it's feel-good warm fuzzies. You know it is. I happen to love it. My kids are laughing so hard at me right now. I can hear it. Well, anywho, if you're a fan, you know that it's countdown to Christmas time. So the movie I'd recorded was full of Christmas lights and music, food, and just all of the holiday feelings in the second my timer went off and I got up from the couch I instantly wanted my own Christmas up. Now, you have to know I never do Christmas before Thanksgiving because it's always just seems so commercialized that way. In fact, I even boycotted Hobby Lobby one year when they started promoting Christmas in August, but I'm not above eating a little crow and saying that my stand may have changed even if it is just for this year. I just love the sights and sounds, the smells, and everything about Christmas. And this year, if I have to work a little harder to plant a smile on my face and make my own happy due to the wacky pandemic and political undertones churning around us, then by dang, I'm putting up Christmas! We are still going to be extremely thankful, and we're still celebrating Thanksgiving with all of the traditions that we have, which will also make me very happy, but it will be surrounded by white and sparkles and jingle bells instead, all of my favorite Christmas swans swimming on my entryway table, instead of those fall leaves and harvest blessing decorations that'll be reaching out to us from the boxes in my (laughs) crawlspace. Question, what makes you happy The very best happy hack I could suggest, obviously, is to stay connected to God. He's the source, of course, of pure joy, truth, and light. In the October 2016 General Conference for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, President Russell M. Nelson said this, quote, The joy we feel has little to do with the circumstances of our lives and everything to do with the focus of our lives. When the focus of our lives is on God's plan of salvation and Jesus Christ and His Gospel, we can feel joy regardless of what is happening or not happening in our lives. Joy comes from and because of him. He is the source of all joy. We feel it at Christmas time when we sing Joy to the World, the Lord is come, and we can feel it all year round. For Latter-day Saints, Jesus Christ is joy." End quote. The next best trick I'll suggest is to smile. In episode 27 of this podcast, The Science of a Smile, it teaches us that sometimes in order to feel happy, we have to smile instead of waiting till we're happy to feel that upturn of your mouth. So when you're thinking about the things that make you happy or trying to convince yourself to feel that way, smile even if you don't feel like it at all. Even if you look silly smiling while you're cleaning the kitchen or scrubbing those toilets, science says it works. (laughs) Now, let's brainstorm about some practical things that might help our day-to-day internal thoughts. Now, I'm the kind of person that needs to have something to look forward to, the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, or that carrot dangling in front of me. Are you guys that way? So what do you have to look forward to? For the last several years in our family, we've decided to change it up a little bit and make memories instead of buying into all the gifts. Now, don't worry, those grandbabies still have presents to open. (laughs) But we started taking little weekend getaways. We've gone to Disneyland and Park City, just short little memory makers packaged up in a little retreat. But with all these restrictions this year on travel and gathering, I'm not sure what our Christmas getaway is going to look like at all. I've talked to a lot of other people who are feeling the same way. They just want to get away, but there's really nowhere to go and nothing to do. But can we still plan while not knowing exactly when that event take place? Just so you have something fun to look forward to. I was actually working with a client just the other day that told me she booked a cruise at a phenomenal price for next year. She's banking on being able to go and working on losing weight this year with that cruise to look forward to. Planning vacations is half the fun, isn't it? If you don't trust the cruising or tourism industry just yet, plan a staycation. Teaser, that may be exactly what we experienced this year, and there are some things in the making that may end up being even funner than a real getaway. Do you have a bucket list? When was the last time you thought about all the fun things you wanted to experience? Maybe now is the perfect time to make one put it in your line of vision. Even if there's no expiration date, then plan. Isn't that fun to think about? This did get me thinking, actually. Do you remember those grounding exercises I shared in my grounding rocks episode? Oh my gosh, it's starting to sound like all I'm doing is plugging past episodes. And I'm sorry, it's just turning out this way. But what if we set a goal each week to engage our senses in things that would encourage happiness. So think this through. What would happen if you set out this week to see, smell, hear, feel, and taste something that made you happy? And you did it all week long, and next week, and the week after. Think about it. I love FaceTiming my grandbabies, for example, and we've played hide and seek, we've read books, played Barbies, done homework together, made cookies, and gone on walks and ranger rides. Yes, it can be done (laughs) until you lose service on FaceTime, I guess, or Google Duo. I love having the technology to facilitate us connecting, and even when we're not in physical proximity, I just love FaceTime. But I've been super busy at the clinic a lot these days, so making and scheduling the time to see my grandbabies as much as I would like has been a little tricky. If I made more time to see them in person, those that are close, and FaceTime them more regularly this week, I know that would make me much happier. Did you hear that, little lovies? It's a date! <laughs> Is there something that you could see that would make you happy? How about the pine trees in the mountains? If you're an avid hunter, for example, like my husband, seeing a monster bull elk or buck deer would make him very happy, or a fish on the end of his line. And if that can't happen, there are plenty of hunting and fishing shows that will vicariously provide those experiences for you. When you figured out what you might see that could make this life mission happy, write it down and schedule it, then make time to make it happen and move on to the next sense. Is there something you could hear that might bring a smile to your face? Is it the voice of those precious grandbabies or the voice of a grandparent you haven't spoken to in a while? Is it Christmas music, the sound of rustling leaves in the wind, the chorus and rhythm of the ocean waves, or the still small voice of the spirit? Again, ask yourself, what could I hear that would increase my level of happiness this week? Pick up the phone, turn up the music, get outside, or get deeper into your scriptures. Just figure it out. Write it down and make it happen. (laughs) Next is touch. When was the last time you just held your partner or your child or your puppy for a long time? Does a warm bubble bath just help you feel relaxed and happy? How about a massage? or a foot zone, or a pedicure, whatever works for you, what do you do that makes you feel all the feels? Taste is the next sense, and this one is so easy for me. I literally smile when I think about my mom's golden eggs, her raspberry pie, or Parker House rolls. And yes, there's a high likelihood that those things are closely knit to the memories surrounding them, but man, do they taste good! If this Thanksgiving is tending to look a little bleak already, could you set out to discover new recipes or practice perfecting old ones? There are so many tasty treats that make me happy. And yes, I know that logically eating something can't really make you happy, but the endorphin hit that accompanies them sure can. (laughs) I'm so bad, you guys, but tasty treats are so good. Ugh the sense of smell is oftentimes overlooked. And I don't know how, because the science of aromatherapy is real. It's a $1.5 billion industry based entirely on smell. Basically, aromatherapy activates the smelling receptors in your nose and sends messages through your nervous system to your brain. Essential oils are often used in aromatherapy, and they may activate certain areas of your brain, like the limbic system, which plays a role in your emotions, and they can also have a big impact on your hypothalamus, the part of your brain which can create feel-good chemicals like serotonin, so it's not to be overlooked. If you're not a wax melt-on-the-counter type of person who loves the warm smells of things baking when they're really not, then buy some essential oils, maybe some peppermint or frankincense or any other essential oils that improve mood or take you to a place that makes you happy. My nephew, for example, just told me that when he was living at home, he had pine tree wax melts in his room 24-7, and it just made him feel happy like he was in the woods. Find what smells make you feel good then wear them, burn them, melt them, go to them. But whatever you do, smell them. Now, in addition to this exercise about the senses, there are two additional things I want to challenge you to think about this week. And I'll be doing them as well. Let's find something to do and something to be that can increase our happy. What can you do to make yourself happy? Can you serve shop, create, relax, exercise? What does that look like for you? And what can you be? Can you be more patient, kind, honest? Do those things help you feel happy? They help me feel happy. Can you be a cheerleader, a sounding board, a shoulder to cry on, or a teacher and teach someone a valuable skill? I've already put my list in my phone. Will you do the same? What do you have to lose? We have all kinds of things that just stimulate our thinking about what can make us happy. Now, I'm a big fan of go-to boards. You've heard me say this before. I've got one, and on it are all the pictures that elicit happy times, people, or places and memories. Lots of my family, lots of my friends, a picture of Christ favorite and holy places, you can print it up, laminate it, or just keep it on your phone for easy access. But it will immediately make you happy by remembering to be grateful for all the blessings in your life. Have you made one yet? It really is so fun. Do it for a family home evening activity. It's a surefire way to lift your mood and lift it again and again and again every time you look at it. Now, here's a little treat for you that you will thank me for, I promise. If you've ever heard Meg Johnson speak, you will never forget her. She is seriously one of the most inspirational women I can think of. She's the mother of two, a motivational speaker, an author, a pageant queen, and is part of an amazing program I just learned about. And it's complete with its own set of podcasts and an app. It's called Our Turtle House with John, by the way, Hank Smith, and Meg Johnson. Now here's the great part about Meg. All of this happened after she became a quadriplegic. Yes, when she was 22 years old, she fell off a cliff in southern Utah and is now paralyzed from the chest down without the use of her hands. I heard her speak one time at a timeout for women a few years ago, and I couldn't stop thinking about how incredibly happy she seemed and how on earth that could be possible in her situation. And then, this is no joke, literally one hour before I recorded this podcast, I was listening to my weekly dose of The Life Coach, Jody Moore, that I've been involved with for over a year, and she was interviewing her on her podcast, Better Than Happy. You can find this podcast on any forum, and it's episode 277, and it's called Fighting for Happy with Meg Johnson. I simply cannot recommend it enough. You guys will love it. And you have to understand, Jody doesn't interview a lot of guests. It's not her podcast style as she's a life coach and she spends most of her time teaching and training. But this message is so incredibly perfect and aligns so flawlessly with what I'm trying to say here that I just can't help wonder if this wasn't a little gift for you guys, a little nugget planted in my lap just for me to share with you. You see, this podcast was already put together, 100% ready to record, and all I had to do was add exactly what she said to make this the perfect message. I'm telling you, it will probably change your life, just saying. I want to quote her as she talked about how her thoughts shifted when she realized that her body would never obey her again quote, along the way, I learned how to fight for happiness. I learned the skills and the tricks that it takes to be happy no matter what's going on. I think I'm a fighter. That's what drives me because I'm not okay being not okay. So I need to do what I need to do to feel happy, end quote. Just remember, the grass is greener where you water it. Now let's put some effort into making a bit of happy where we need it. How many times have I said that the more energy you put towards something, the bigger it becomes? This definitely applies here too. Placing importance on finding or making a bit more happy in our lives might be a high priority right about now. I just want you to know that thinking of each one of you listening to this podcast right now makes me very happy. So join me if you would. If you're happy and you know, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know, clap your hands. (laughs) I'm done, I promise. My mission is happy. And I'm going to work hard at making it happen this week. And why not do it together? I hope you have a happy week.